Welcome back to another episode of a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm Vincent A. Lancey, speaker, coach, and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. And I am Adila Dr. D. Whitaker, empowered mindset coach. I'm excited to launch another episode for you all with a guest who has tons of firsthand experience. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. It has also led me to create my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Be sure to check that book out on my website after the episode ends. Would it add value to your life to hear mental health professionals and advocates share their authentic stories relating to mental health? If you answered yes, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. My guest on the show today is a mental health advocate who I connected with on Instagram. Adila Dr. D. Whitaker is a trained, educated, and certified mental health coach, intimacy coach, and master's level marriage and family therapist. In addition to being an advocate for many important areas, she is also a published author and founder and CEO of the Dr. D Effect, LLC. She has also been breaking down mental health stigmas on podcasts and webinars. So now allow me to introduce Dr. D. Adila, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Vincent. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited about our topics today. Me as well. Would you mind please introducing yourselves to our listeners and share part of your story before we dive in and get going? And also, please do share your role relating to mental health. Absolutely. So my name is Adila Dr. D. Whitaker. I am, like you said, CEO and founder of the Dr. D Effect, where I'm an empowered mindset coach. Um, I started off in the role of mental health therapy. I did the whole rigmarole, went to school to get my master's and currently pursuing my um, doctorate degree in clinical psychology and um, found that being a traditional therapist was not the role that I wanted to play. Um, as a woman and as a woman of color, I've been in many, many mental health spaces and um, saw the need to advocate, inspire, and guide um, other individuals to live their lives out loud, um, especially in helping spaces. I see, you know, people get beat down by the world. You know, I feel like we come into this world as, um, you know, as young individuals and we, you know, we have our eyes wide open and we want to accomplish so many things in the world kind of tells us, no, we can't do these things and tries to put us into boxes and stifle our growth. And I want to um, re-empower my clients to, you know, stop making agreements with all the naysayers out there and live their life to the fullest and be those young, wide-eyed, um, you know, kiddos that we used to be and give, you know, rebirth to those and just live our lives out loud and live to the fullest and be happy and be fulfilled no matter what it is that we choose to do. And so that's what I do with my clients. I empower them to, you know, claim, live in their purpose and establish balance in their lives and choose themselves every single day, even, 
even though people might say that's crazy it doesn't make any sense just be be the be their unique selves unapologetically and so that is what i do a lot of great points in there. Definitely important. Like you're saying, you have to be your own best friend as well. Treat yourself well. And I think that you're doing such a great service in the communities because they didn't have this education years ago, not even maybe seven, eight years ago. And still mm-hmm. people don't have a lot of information. And it comes up time to time on the show where, yeah, we have the internet now. So there's a ton of information, but there's also a lot of inaccurate information and conversations mm-hmm. like ours are going to help that but I think it is a great time to head into the next part of the show. On each episode, I shared the mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners know, you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. And for today's episode, I will introduce the mental health related story of one of the biggest stars on the hit show Game of Thrones in Sophie Turner. This young actress played Sansa Stark on HBO's hit show, Game of Thrones. She has publicly talked about her mental health challenges and even spoken on her battle with depression on Dr. Phil McGraw's podcast, Phil in the Blanks. She said her mental health took a dive, as the article describes it, when she was just 17 years old. She said, quote, I think it was a combination of social media being on the rise at the time and also my friend's we're going to university and I wasn't going to university. I was working, but I was still living at my parents' house. I felt very alone. She added that the online critics knocked her appearance and her acting abilities. I'll share one more quote as I think it will resonate with a lot of listeners in, it was just a lot of weight comments or I would have spotty skin because I was a teenager and that's normal. And I used to get a lot of comments about my skin and my weight and how I wasn't a good actress. She went on to say that her depression made, quote, her feel withdrawn. She did not even want to see her best friends. She said today she's doing much better and credits medication, therapy, and self-love influenced by her fiance, Joe Jonas. Adila, what do you take away from this story relating to mental health? Um, What I took away from this was just, you know, it's a common story that I see, especially for women is that, you know, them showing up authentically as themselves is not good enough. People feel um, as though it's their privilege or their opportunity to critique and um, give feedback on female bodies. And that's just, it's not okay. And I, I hate that she had to endure that because she was in public space and she got it from all sides. And so I hate that that was um, something that she had to endure, but I'm glad that she had an amazing support system and was able to overcome that. In your experiences now here, have you ever come across this type of mental disparity? Absolutely. Um, I think that, like I said, I, uh, I work with men and women, but majority of my clients are women. And a lot of the times they do come back with, you know, depression because of, um, you know, critiques and ex- critiques and expectations placed on them by other people. Mm. Um, you know, especially, you know, with social media and with the media telling you what beauty looks like and what beauty is and what, how you're supposed to look, how you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to fit into these different roles and facets that can make any person depressed because you're trying to live up to this unrealistic expectation and to, you know, to show up as yourself authentically and then to have that, have that be questioned and have that be ridiculed. That, that's a lot for any one person to, to have to, to put on themselves. Yeah, and also let's talk about, she, she says social media, that has to come up with some of your clients. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I actually make it mandatory for a lot of my clients when they come in and they're facing um, self-esteem and, um, you know, depression or um, confidence uh, obstacles. I make it mandatory for them to take a social media hiatus nice. just because, you know, your quote unquote friends on social media don't really know you. And so why then are you staking all of your your feelings into these individuals who've not, you know, spent the time to get to know you in today? Even if they're friends from high school, you know, you're not the same person today that you were <laughs> 10 years ago. So why are you staking so much in their opinion? Very important to live for yourself. I had to be talked about before the show my whole life i wanted this finance role and the coin the title and i got it and i truly just wasn't really happy i didn't really know why i was really doing this was it more for myself or what other people think and you make a lot of great points there and i think it's also a great time to get to the main event on each episode my guests and i will go over this series of six questions to help others improve their mental health you ready to go absolutely Great. So many would agree the more common or at least talked about types of mental health disparities or mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. What areas did you come across the most? Um, I think the most that I've come across are anxiety disorders and mood disorders, just because of the population that I've worked with. Uh, you would say about evenly or a lot more anxiety, a lot more depression? Let's talk about that. Mm, I would... I, mm. If I had to just off the top of my head, I'd probably say around like it would like an even mixture between anxiety and depression. So a lot of my experience, like I said, has been with um, you know, teenagers and adults, young adults, and, and you know, mostly like mothers. So there's a lot of anxiety there. You know, am I am I the best mom? Am I the best wife? Am I providing for the life that I want for my kids? Um, you know, and then you have anxiety with teenagers, you know, like, am I showing up the way I need to with my friends? Am I being, you know, do I have the, the nice clothes and the nice shoes? Is my hair done? Like, whatever that is. So I, I see a lot of anxiety um, with, you know, my teenagers and my adults. And then there's a lot of depressive symptoms as well. When you start to make agreements with um, the negativity that people put onto you, then that can manifest into um, levels of depression. And then there's different facets of depression, as you know. Yeah. So like great point. You just said that as people accept these negative comments people make about them, what's uh not to get too deep into it because we have a whole show to go, but what's one thing that you do offer to your clients who you come across with that? One thing that I do, I one is meditation and then two is affirmations. So I have yes. my clients put um, affirmations. I have them write out five to 10 things and post them on their mirror so that they can see them every single day. And that, um, you know, when you're saying those things to yourself, it's kind of like a, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm having a brain fart. Mm. You, it's a, um, it's a, it's like a, a model that you're saying to yourself and you're saying, you right. know, I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am enough. And it's a mantra that you're saying to yourself every day. And then when I believe that when you put things out into the universe, you get those things back. And so I encourage my clients to meditate daily and then have those um, mantras that they repeat to themselves daily. I love that. So I'm curious about this one because I could feel the passion through the screen here. When did you first decide that either taking a stance on mental health advocacy or a career relating to mental health was the right idea for you? Okay, so Vincent, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I have known I wanted to be a therapist since I was like six. I, you gotta tell I us used why. To, 
I used to tell, I used to have, I have a nephew that kind of grew up like my brother. He's like four years younger than I am. And I remember taking like my dad's notebook in his house and making my nephew lay down on the bed and I'd like scribble as much as I could in writing. And I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with you? And let's write that out. Cause my dad worked out of college. So he'd bring books and stuff home. So um, I just remember being at a young, young age and thinking, I want to know how the mind works. I want to help people. I want to advocate for others. And so then I kind of just ran with that when I was in um, elementary and middle school, my mom worked at my school in the special ed department. And back when I was in school, um, children who were in special ed were in separate classrooms. They, they ate separate lunches and all of that. And I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And so I started a peer to peer program where children who were in quote unquote mainstream classrooms would be would be buddied up with the um, children in special ed classes. And that would be your buddy for the year. You know, you'd meet with them at the beginning of the school day, mm -hmm. you know, y'all can go to breakfast together and then you meet with them at lunch and you'd meet with them at recess and then you meet with them in the, in the day. And so that they were able to have a more mainstream educational experience. So they didn't feel left out. Cause I didn't understand why children who looked like me, who were the same age right. had to be isolated. Cause you know, that's mm -hmm. not a humanistic experience. And so um, I've just been advocating for people since I was really, really young. I mean, I'm the baby of, of, of four girls, so I had to have a big voice in my house. Um, and I, I love speaking up and I love, you know, helping people. And so it's, it's just it's a it's a work of passion. Yeah, well, you're doing great work and I'm excited to see where it keeps going in the future. And you mentioned isolation, how that's like such a negative thing you know, when mm -hmm. kids get in trouble in school. They don't, they're not asked to do any labor or anything. They say sit in the corner and yeah. by yourself. So another great point, but what advice can you give to our listeners as what may be considered a potential early sign that they may be developing a mental illness? Um, I think that an early sign that you may be developing a mental illness is if you're questioning if you are like that. I think, um, that I think that's just as plain as I can, as I can make it. <laughs> Yes. Let's talk about it a little more. So um, I have a lot of clients who come to me, especially when I used to be a traditional therapist and they say, well, I think I'm having a mental health break. If you feel like you are, <laughs> you, you know, your body, you know, when my clients come to me, I don't know you from Adam, you know, we're just, right. we're just now developing a rapport. I still have to do, um, gather historical information from you, but you know, you better than anybody else does. If something feels off to you, that's probably because it is. <laughs> yeah. So if you feel like something's wrong, if you feel like something's different, if you feel like you need help, that is the biggest and the best indicator that some that you might be developing some type of mental health illness. And I think that there's such this negative stigma to mental health illness. People think that like is something wrong with you, is something broken, but that's not true because when you have a cavity, it doesn't mean that all of your teeth are bad. It just means that you know this one spot needs to be fixed. And it can be the same thing with with your mental and emotional well being. I like that a lot. But so now that people may realize they're questioning themselves, like you described, what are three? And I say just three, because I want the three most important things our listeners can do on a daily or short term basis to improve their overall mental health. What can you offer our listeners? Um, stop making agreements with the negativity or the haters that are out there. Um, that's one. The second thing is to speak power into your life every single day. I tell myself that I am beautiful every day in the mirror. And I think that everybody should, because yep. you, my mom used to tell me all the time, if you don't think you're beautiful, who will? 
<laughs> so I tell myself good things all the time. And the last thing is to give yourself grace. I think that the world sets up expectations for us to have achieved certain things at a certain time in our life. And so we compare ourselves to those standards. And I just say, no matter where you are on your journey, give yourself some grace because no one's walking in your shoes except for you. And no one can, can compare and give you the timeline. So give yourself grace as you tackle all of your obstacles. Yeah, it's important not to compare your timeline to somebody else's. Somebody may have had more time to dedicate to their career. Some people may have children young. Some people may have the resources to go to college. There's a whole lot of variables. One of my favorite ones is that Colonel Sanders KFC, I think it was like 65 when that happened. When that finally went down, he worked worked his way up. He didn't become that name brand until he was in the 60s. So right. everybody wants to overnight, including myself, a lot of projects I do overnight, overnight. And mm -hmm. it's just not the way it is. You have to enjoy the process or when you get to the finish line, it just be so what, and it's on to the next one. You don't appreciate it. But I like those short-term initiatives. What are two longer-term commitments our listeners can make to create a healthier mindset? Um, some longer-term commitments. I, I, I like the idea of taking your long-term goals and breaking them down into mini goals. Okay. So I love the idea of writing things down. Um, I think that having a visual, I make a vision board every year and I encourage my family members to do the same. So I would say have a vision board and update it every year so that you can keep your eye on your long-term objectives. Um, another long-term is um, to invest in your future, whether that's, you know, reading or going to school or learning a craft, um, invest in yourself and in your wellness. I like that. Um, I'm big into reading and improving and investing in myself. I know that if I'm reading certain books or hosting these podcast sessions and learning from each guest, I know mm -hmm. it's building my future because you pick a little something from every conversation you have to stick with you, but you never know what it is until you try. But yep. I am very impressed about everything you've been doing so far to break down these stigma around mental health. What are some ways you're going to continue raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future? Absolutely. So somewhere, some ways that I'm going to continue to use my voice is um, I'll be continuing to host webinars. I'll be speaking on um, conference panels. I am in the process of writing a book and I am giving myself some grace with that because I'm not sure if y'all can hear her, but I am also a mom. Yeah. So I'm divvying my time up between, you know, being a CEO and being a wife and mother. So I will be ideally uh, launching, publishing my book next year. Okay. Um, Look out for that. And thanks. And then I will also, um, I'm just being showing up and being as present as I can for all of my clients. And that, that is, I think that the biggest impact that I can leave on the world is being, being the best coach for them so that they can be the best versions of themselves. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I loved how you started in the beginning. You made that example that everybody will resonate with the anxiety with the moms. Am I the best mom? the teens do I have the best clothes and all that. I thought that was mm -hmm. something that's going to stick. I also like the example here where you said, just because you have a cavity doesn't mean the whole, the whole mouth is rotten. So put it in perspective like that. So thank you. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this in my other podcast series, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur too, because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening that we did not get to touch on yet today? Um, the last word that I would leave um, everybody is 
you know, you can only do what you can do. Don't bite off more than you can chew. As a mentor of mine used to say, you know, take the meat and spit out the bones. What's for you is for you. I like that. Would you mind now please taking the time to share your professional social media website, ways for our listeners to request your services or follow your endeavors? Absolutely. So you can find me on all social media platforms. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. D effect. That's D O C T A and effect with an A. And I am on LinkedIn, Adila Dr. D Whitaker. And you can find me on my website, www.thedrdeffect.org. And that's T H E the Dr. D O C T A D E E effect with an A.org. And you can schedule um, a free coaching class with me. I'm offering free coaching um, calls right now, 45-minute coaching calls um, for the end of the year because I know the holidays are difficult times for some people. So I'm offering um, free coaching calls um, right now just to help people come up with an empowered action plan to overcome any mental health obstacles that they're experiencing while the um, holiday season is upon us. And uh, last but not least, I will have a webinar taking place on November the 19th at um, 11 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time about setting, um, taking your power back and setting effective boundaries in relationships. Be sure to check out all that great content. And it is social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. On LinkedIn, we're at a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. On Instagram and Facebook is at a mental health break. And on Twitter, it's at podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. If you check out any of my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all and repost your support. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now, which is vincentalancey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. And I'll see you on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey.